You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure we can all relate that there are days where getting out of bed seems like the most excruciating and exhausting chore of the entire day. I'm a culprit especially when I'm having bad mental health days or I'm kind of in a rut. I literally went through a portion where my mental health was so bad that I would not show up to appointments. I would cancel appointments the morning of, even though I was awake, just because the idea of having to get out of bed to go to that appointment seemed too exhausting to me. It was one of those times where nothing seemed worth getting out of bed. And it made me feel better, in quotes, to just lay in bed all day and do nothing. I've been in and out of therapy for years, and I'm actually now pursuing a career to become a therapist myself, and I can go on and on and on and on about the benefits of therapy. Therapy all in all is one of the best ways you can start investing in yourself. And I know, honestly, without having gone to therapy myself, I probably wouldn't be able to cope with things the way I can now and even deal with those bad days where I don't want to get out of bed. There's nothing wrong with asking for help or for going to therapy. And with BetterHelp, you're connected to the world's largest therapy service from the comfort of your very own home. So on those days where it is a lot harder to get out of bed or you feel like it's not worth getting out of bed, BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists ready to help with a wide range of issues over text, chats, phone, and video calls. I myself signed up for BetterHelp, and I was so surprised how easy it was to get in contact with a therapist, being able to just chat with them whenever I wanted. And I honestly thought to myself, why isn't it always like this? (laughs) To get started on your own mental health journey, click the link in this episode's homepage or go to betterhelp.com slash typical trends for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Typical trends, T-Y-P-I-C-A-L-T-R-E-N-D-Z for 10% off your first month of therapy. Take care of yourself and invest more time in being there for you. Ooh, don't it feel good to be talking to you? Hi, guys. Um, What's up? I have little Darcy do with me today because she has abandonment issues And we don't have any more bones to keep her occupied at the moment. So we're going to see how this goes. And um, I got some stuff to catch y'all up on. But then we're going to have a little chat. We're going to have a little chat. I'm going to do a little exposing myself through being a little tough on y'all. And we're just going to, we're going to have a little chat. So get comfy. Let's get into it. So, last time we chatted, it was the whole papilledema, pseudotumor, my life sucks, what the fuck else could go wrong. Um, Not saying we're past that. (laughs) Um, There has been developments in the story, but um, no. um, 
Oh, God. I feel like every day I talk about this shit, but, like, I have to fill you guys in. And, like, you are the only ones I actually want to fill in. So it's like, here we go again. But basically, um, they put me on the medication to um, slow down, I guess, the production of the cerebral spine fluid so that the nerves in the back of my eyes were not swelling as much. I have been consistently taking that medication and consistently going to see the retina specialist and the neurologist to continue to kind of follow that. Again, they are using looking through my eyes to check my brain. Um, And that's been kind of that. Um, They did find out that from blood work that I had gotten done that I have um, metabolic acidosis. So I am now on sodium bicarbonate along with the diuretic that's helping slow down the production of fluid um, for hopes that those two combined will help, you know, one, not be as bad on my kidneys and my liver, and then also help with the slow down production of fluid issue, that whole thing, um, so that I can avoid having to do spinal taps, um, and kind of go from there. So it's been pretty much just consistently still seeing those doctors. Um, I am going to start seeing, instead of the retina specialist, I'm going to start seeing a neuro-ophthalmologist that my neurologist knows because of the fact that, um, you know, everybody tells me this is a brain issue. Um, The neurologist has somebody who he works with very closely who's a neuro-ophthalmologist, and he thinks that the combination of the two between him and the other doctor would be a good way to kind of go about it. And I do really like my neurologist. Um, I'm not super in love with, you know, the whole process of when I go to the retina doctor. So we're going to try that. Um, so now it will be circulation of seeing neurologist, neuro-ophthalmologist, kidney doctor, primary doctor, And then I'm also starting up my allergy shots again just to help with how I feel overall. And um, so then allergist in the mix. So that's really that. Um, I don't have much more to share on that. Um, I don't really want to kind of dive in and get into everything again because it's something that I'm trying to just realize it is what it is for right now. Um, It's something that me being mad about it and upset about it and whatever else is not going to change it. It's just going to make this whole process more difficult for me. Um, I can't say that on a daily basis that I feel any worse than I usually would. Um, Today I just sound like the way I do because apparently my um, peanut allergy is back um, today. Because I hated to have peanut butter. Now all of a sudden I was sneezing my head off. So I took my Allegra. Um, But it's just something that for the foreseeable future right now, it's something I have to deal with. Hey! Mommy is talking to herself. Ma'am. Anyway, um, that's my cue to stop talking about this. But yeah. It's pretty much how things are going to be. Continue to take the medication. We'll see what the neuro-ophthalmologist says, um, and we'll go from there. But some days I just want to be like, fuck it, just put the shot in my head so I can just be done with it. Um, 
you know, I go to one doctor, they say it could be more so because of the hormone issues. And there is somebody in my class who her friend has the same exact thing. It was caused from her birth control, which again, the whole me going off my birth control after over 10 years thing, um, could be a factor. Um, it's not one that I feel like a lot of people have explored as in depth (coughs) as I thought that they would. Um, but again, that could be for a reason. Um, I was told that the whole weight thing, um, although it was kind of talked about in a way that I took it as, it could be a big enough issue that if I was to lose weight, it would kind of fix it. Um, I was wrong. Um, they told me that it would be something as far as, you know, I am about 10 to 15 pounds overweight as far as what I should be in quotations, um, which I knew already. Um, but they said that if it was going to be something that was actually causing it and would be detrimentally fixed or immensely fixed, whatever the fuck the word that I'm trying to think of is, it would be if I was like basically obese and had lost like 50 plus pounds, um, which I don't have that much to lose. Um, So that whole piece of it definitely made me feel better. Um, And I will say, um, I have not, for a good amount of years now, I have not been somebody who really cared much about scale weight um, or scale number. What the fuck? Scale number or number weight or weight number, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. Um, But... Every time that I went to a doctor's appointment and they took my weight, it was like middle of the day after having eaten breakfast and lunch with all of my sweatshirt and clothes and stuff on and my sneakers also holding my wallet, my keys, my water bottle, whatever. Like it was never the most accurate thing, which again, I get it's not going to add 15 pounds doing that. But it was never the most accurate time to actually check my weight for me to know exactly where I was at. So the other day, um, I checked my weight when I woke up. First thing I did was go to the bathroom and then I checked my weight. Um, And according to what I weighed when I actually weighed myself at, you know, the time that I think is more optimal to actually weigh yourself, I was about 10 pounds less than what they had written on my paperwork. So I was kind of like, okay, let me just have that be my starting point and let me see where I go from there. So that was about, um, when did this all happen? May 17th. That was about the end of May, I think around my birthday, I think I weighed myself. Um, And last time I weighed myself was, um, I think like three or four days ago. And I'm about almost 10 pounds down now from that number. Again, am I doing anything extravagant? No. Have I made any huge changes? No. Um, I'm just active again. Um, And this is stuff that I knew was going to change, but I let myself think that because everybody else was telling me it was such a problem, that it was a problem that I was never going to be able to fix. I like let the defeat get to me before I even really tried. So 
I'm not going to sit here and say like I'm down almost 10 pounds and now I feel so great and I'm so confident and you know, no, that's not how it works. Um, I'm still most days pretty uncomfortable with my body. I still don't fit in my gym clothes that I have the way I want to. Um, but it's something and I have to start realizing that something is not nothing. So here's something fun that I'm sure you guys have heard about before. And it's something called the idea of all or nothing thinking. And it's basically exactly what it's called. It's all or nothing thinking, meaning that you either do something 100% or something is finished 100% to completion, done, or you didn't do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Shouldn't even celebrate it. It's known as all or nothing thinking because it's a type of distortion thinking. It happens a lot when people who have things related to any type of anxiety or disorders or depression or panic disorders, that kind of stuff. Um, it's more common with people who have those types of disorders and it can cause them to fall into a negative type of thinking pattern. Um, Thinking in extremes is similar to thinking as, you know, only seeing things in black and white. Um, So typically, you know, if you think as somebody who thinks of things only as black or white, you don't see those gray areas. You don't see the, the effort that happened to get from A to B. You just see there's A and B. You don't see there's A1, A2, A3, then B. It's something that it's arguable because I think it's great to strive for going from A to B. 100%. I think that striving for something like that is great, but there's a difference between just striving for something and then knocking yourself down when you don't get there. There's encouragement and then there's disappointment. And it's it's something that you have to find that balance for. And if you constantly are somebody who only sees things as is all or nothing thinking, nothing is ever going to be good enough for you. And that's going to fall into every category of your life. So if nothing is good enough for you, let's say, let's apply all or nothing thinking to your job. You want a job where your boss is great, your coworkers are great, you get an equal, you know, amount of being able to work from home, which you like to do, and also going in the office so you do get that socialization piece and you don't lose that whole like structure of a work-life balance. You want good hours, you want good pay, you want X, Y, Z. If you are somebody who can't see yourself settling when one of those X, Ys, or Zs are not checked off, that's all or nothing. And that's going to limit you to so many opportunities you could be taking in life if you just let yourself 
be open to taking something that didn't check off one of those X, Y's, or Z's. And it doesn't mean settling, because people have this negative connotation around settling, and that settling is just, you know, you just letting yourself be okay with something that's not necessarily good enough, but it's all right. Settling is not always a bad thing either. And this whole idea of all or nothing thinking when it comes to implicating it into your life, it's not just going to be something that's going to affect you personally. It's going to be how you end up affecting your relationships with the people around you. It's going to affect the way you see the world around you. If you only see things as all or nothing, you are never going to think anything is good enough. Why would you want to live in a world where nothing is ever good enough for you? That's just going to lead to you thinking negative things all the time and seeing the world in a negative way all the time. And who wants to live like that? Now, now, we know I love to argue with myself and raise up every possible point. What about standards? You're telling me that, you know, I shouldn't settle, I shouldn't have all or nothing thinking, I shouldn't need every single box that I want checked, checked for every single piece of what I do in my life. So what about standards? Well, there's a point and a good point of having standards, mostly because having standards and having high standards allow you to follow any priorities without wasting any time, I guess you can put it that way, on yourself or other people. And it helps you to determine what does not bring real value into your life. So for example, we've talked about on this, I almost said this channel, on my YouTube channel, um, we've talked about my standards for friendships and how I determined which friendships were good for me and which ones were not. Now, it's not like I came on here and I said, my friends should be able to drop everything that they're doing when I need them. They should have the same interests as me or complete opposite so that we don't clash. They should have complete different fashion senses. They should like to go outside, but only in the fall. Like, I didn't have these very strict things that then if they were not met, it was a complete, nope, not going to give it a chance. You set a standard and then you explore the options to see if that's meeting your standard for a reason. Again, some people could have standards that are relatively hard to reach. Not a bad thing. But at what point are you willing to budge? I find this a lot when I end up talking to people or even some of the clients that I had so far with when it comes to weight loss. You know, I, you know, I have a standard that should be met. I am this age. I am, you know, a woman, so I should look this way or I'm a man, so I should look this way. Um, you know, I lost this much, but I want to get to this. And if I'm a pound shy or a pound over, 
you know, it gets to a point where you are borderline on that perfectionist complex, which again, striving for something is great, but you have to be able to find the point in which you learn to reward yourself for getting there. Standards are great. But sometimes you have to reevaluate what it is that you are setting the standard for. Is it to protect yourself? Is it because you've been hurt before and this is why you're setting a standard? Understandable. If it's something you've never been through before, why are you setting a standard? You are already shooting down things that you have not experienced before you even get the chance to truly know whether or not this is something that you are interested in exploring or not. You are shutting yourself off to possibilities and experiences and opportunities just because you think it needs to be all or nothing. And what good is that going to do you? You're telling me, let's just say, you meet a guy, okay? This is what I say to some of my friends sometimes. You meet a guy, (laughs) actually when when she listens to this, she's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. But you meet a guy, okay? Love you. You know I'm talking about you, but love you. And, you know, you have certain criteria typically for when you meet certain, you know, when you meet guys that you're looking to have relationships with. You know, has to be this height, has to have these interests, has to dress like this because it's what you like. It's what you're attracted to. Fine. Totally fine. Say you meet somebody that you were not planning on really having an interest in romantically and things just happen and things are going really, really good and he's very respectful and you feel very, you know, it's very easy to be yourself and you open up in a way you didn't expect and all, you know, all the stuff comes out of it. Then you think about it, you sit with it and you're like, but he's just not tall enough. You are going to throw away all of the great things that you have realized about that person because he doesn't fit a certain standard, especially when it's a one, one standard. That's when I think you need to reevaluate this whole all or nothing. You cannot expect people to check off every single box for you. It's great if they do. It's really fucking great if they do. But I promise you, if you are looking for a partner because you are tired of being single and you're at that point in your life where you want to share your life with somebody, you have to be willing to bend on some of your standards and some of your all or nothing thinking. If you want to make a change for yourself, if you want to lose weight and be happier and be more comfortable, but you tell yourself, I am not allowed to slip up. If I slip up, that means I failed. And there's no getting back up after that. If I fail, I fail. Then what? What's the reward? What is the reward for being so strict with yourself for that? You fail and continue to make yourself miserable because you didn't allow yourself 
to prove that you have the strength to get back up and keep going? In what way is this all or nothing thinking going to help you to change your life for the better and keep it going for a lifestyle change, not just a temporary change? These are the things I had to think about for myself. And now I'm going to fucking call you guys out on too. (laughs) Because for me, every situation I was in was all or nothing thinking for myself. I put myself at the highest possible standard. I said, I want to be somebody who does X, Y, Z. I'm always busy. I always figure it out. I'm always doing something. I'm always accomplishing something new. I'm always working hard. Proud of myself for it. Let me fucking toot my own horn all day long for it because I'm proud of myself. But it wasn't always like that. So why can't I celebrate me going from how I used to be to now where I am and where I can say I'm proud of myself but not let myself have slip-ups but continue to still try regardless of how big those slip-ups are, especially when they're things out of my control. Granted, it makes it harder when it's things that are out of my control, like this medical shit and whatever else, but what good is it going to do me? Darcy, can they hear you? Can they hear you? Can they hear you? I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, I'm going to try a thing. Right, Dars? I have my little co-host here. And we have some news. We have some news. Right, do? We have some news? Yes, we do. So, I have a little thing I'm going to try. Why are you biting me? Um, I have a little thing I'm going to try. I am releasing my summer collection by the end of this week. This should be going out by Wednesday. I am releasing my summer collection by the end of the week. And I want to do something to see just how intently y'all are listening to these episodes. And because I always share things here before I share them anywhere else. So if you are listening to this episode and you made it to this part of the episode, Darcy, please don't hit the microphone. Um, you can DM me on my Instagram at typical trends with a Z. DM me the word Darcy. And I will send you a discount code that you can use for the new collection drop. Right, Dars? And if you would like, I will also give you first access to shopping the new collection as well. I will tell you first about when it is live on the website before I make the announcement. So, again, if you are listening to this episode and you get to this point, DM me 
the word Darcy. Yes, that's you. DM me the word Darcy. And I will send you a discount code you can use towards a collection. And I will give you first access to the collection for you to shop. So I will be releasing new designs for t-shirts, crewnecks, and hoodies. I will be releasing new clear phone cases because everybody said they like those too, along with the bumper cases. And like usual, if you have any customs that you would like or you see a design that you like and it's not on something that you want it on, I can always make that for you. So again, if you're listening to this, do that. And we'll see how well you listen. So, I'm back up my bullshit for the most part. Um, Doing better. I have my life a little bit more together now, too. My classes and all that jazz. So, I will see you guys next week. And try not to be so hard on yourself. Love you the most. Be kind to each other.